0: Getting ready to set a record for brevity on this show, I tell you, used to an hour and a half. It might not be quite that long this week, but we're still gonna have a good time talking professional wrestling. This is the Exennial Marks Podcast. I am your host, Will Tubbs, joined as always by your other host, who is also my dear and longtime friend, and coming to us in route from one part of Louisiana to the other. Tonight is our good friend Aaron Corville. We'll bring him right on because we gotta get started. Aaron, how you doing this week, buddy?
1: Oh, all right it's uh, It's a late night on the road, but I'm
0: doing all right uh, Aaron for uh the listeners of the show is actually driving as I understand it to central Louisiana at our old stomping grounds to visit uh another member of our brotherhood of friends who are just uh, there's a collection of us who are very close and he's in town as I understand it. Is that correct?
1: yeah that's correct
0: uh i'll be the I'll be the one person not there, so you know have a drink for me.
1: Oh no problem. I'm sure Matt. I have
0: four or five. Everyone tie one on for me. That'll be great. Yeah. Well, it's been a busy uh, week in wrestling, Aaron. And then, by the way, before we go any farther, Aaron is his audio is a little bit wonky tonight. But uh, that's again because he's driving in a car. So if you hear a honk or anything, we'll we'll try not to have Aaron has assured me he's doing hands free, so he's not going to wreck or anything. Uh, But his audio might be a little bit. Uh, hard to understand at times, but I'm hearing you fine. We're recording you fine. But if it sounds not as high quality as usual, that's what's going on. We'll be back to normal next week. Uh, But getting back to wrestling, Aaron, uh, the sad news to start with, we always start with the sad news to, uh, honor people when they're, they're lost, but a true giant, of professional wrestling was lost this week when Bruno San Martino passed away. Uh, love to hear your thoughts. He was before our time, but I'd still like to hear your thoughts about Bruno. Well,
1: he's before our time, but, um, he was Hogan before Hogan and Flair before Flair, as far as star power goes. Uh, one of the true, one of the true uh, legends in the wrestling business. I mean, when you talk about Mount Rushmore, he could very easily be on everyone's Mount Rushmore. He drew wherever he went. Uh, most specifically, in New York, had a tough upbringing, and, uh, immigrant family. But worked very hard to get to where he was, trained religiously, and became one of the best wrestlers of all time.
0: Yeah, that's a fact. You, you, you're you right on all counts there, and but additionally, it's something I, that's come out in the last few days, and I'm glad it did. Even Deadspin, which is not exactly known for being soft on anyone, uh, mentioned that Bruno San Martino was actually a legit, decent human being in real life. and. That translated through uh, in the way he carried himself. And if you ever heard him do interviews, uh, shoot interviews and stuff, it was he was just seemed like a really nice guy.
1: Yeah, and he was very outspoken on the WWS policies uh, years ago, especially when it uh, regarded steroids. Uh, I don't think he was a fan of the Attitude Era too much. He didn't like the adult content. But uh, years later, I... I, I got to give Triple H a lot of credit for bringing him back into the fold and mending fences and getting Bruno back in and, and get him in the Hall of Fame.
0: Well, and I agree 100%. Credit to Triple H there because if you don't have Bruno San Martino in your Hall of Fame, you don't really have much of a Hall of Fame, do you?
1: Absolutely not. If you don't have Bruno in your Hall of Fame, it's like, to me it's, not, it's like uh, if you didn't have Jim Brown in the NFL Hall of
0: Fame. Yeah, it just doesn't fit. <laughs> it just don't make any sense. No, sad loss for my... Uh, it's funny you mentioned he was anti steroids. So you could look at Bruno was just a naturally big guy. I don't think he was ever on the juice, do you?
1: No, not at all. I think he was just a naturally strong man.
0: And he, was a natural. a, he
1: was a very large man. Um, just genetically gifted.
0: Just a big barrel-chested guy who, like you said, just trained his behind off religiously and you know it's funny if you if you listen to him talk and then hear uh interview with dan Severn. they carried themselves a lot of the same way sometimes the real tough guys don't really need to be loud and braggadocia they just kind of are tough and let that do the talking absolutely well absolutely well, well certainly big loss and uh but a life well lived by bruno San sammartino man of conviction who did everything you can do in the world of professional wrestling and as you pointed out accurately it was just a big draw so sad to see bruno go but we'll have the memories and we'll move forward in our show now aaron to the news of the week in professional wrestling i don't know where to start so i'll start with uh something you mentioned to me just before we came on the air so i don't forget to mention it was the the power couple the the wrestling power couple is no more uh, according to you, and I believe you, of course, you got it from somewhere else, but according to Aaron Corville, his sources, a.k.a. the internet, tell us that Nikki Bella and John Cena apparently aren't getting married after all.
1: Yeah. This didn't just make wrestling news. This made, like, national news.
0: Wow. Like, Nikki
1: Bella and John Cena were the first couple I've ever seen in wrestling that actually transcended the wrestling business. Well, that's actually I don't
0: really- know how... I have no idea how the wrestling
1: business will ever recover from this breakup. I just don't know how we're going to press on, Will.
0: You know, I think I'll just one day at a time. One day at a time.
1: I mean, were you really shocked? I mean...
0: No, I just found it hilarious when you said it to me just before we recorded that, you know, it almost seems like it was a bad idea to do a worked proposal at WrestleMania.
1: When it, I, I don't even know if John... I mean, Nikki's heart may have been in it. John probably wasn't.
0: It didn't strike me as he was into uh, it all I mean, that much.
1: It always struck me that John Cena always knew he could do better. <laughs> oh, he was just kind of, he was just kind of riding this thing out. Um, but I mean, if you're John Cena, you're like the, hes one of the world's most eligible bachelors.
0: Well, I mean, he's, he's
1: nearly—he's nearly forty-one. 41 he has got one of the best physiques in America, and he's... Probably legitimately a nice dude. Now, when I'm saying this, I've shit all over John Cena's character. Today is not one of those days. Now I'm talking about John Cena the man. I bet John Cena had a lot of foresight going on. And he's like, you know what? I can't do this. I'm about to save myself a lot of money in divorce settlement. And not,
0: <laughs> not
1: do this. And apparently, Nikki had wanted children. And he was like, no. I don't really want children, not with my schedule.
0: Well, I mean, I can respect him for that. I mean, but eh, he also, he's off to Hollywood. He's got to free up that uh, social calendar to, to to date starlets and the like, so he could be the next uh, poor man's The Rock, I guess.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I'm sure John Cena is not going to be hard-pressed to find another woman.
0: I don't think he'll need much help finding a date i agree there's probably a line forming to his left and right already
1: there's probably a line forming as soon as it was released
0: in the news yeah definitely so well i you know it's sad i, I should have a stronger opinion about this but you know i feel bad for anybody if they someone when I mean, there's a breakup somebody's heart got broke so i feel bad for uh, more than likely nicky but you know uh, we move forward with that, and I'm sure she will as well. She's not exactly uh, homely, I think she'll do okay finding another fellow.
1: She'll be okay finding another fellow, but do you think she could? Do you think she could surpass John Cena
0: <laughs> as far
1: as finding another man like that?
0: You know, there was once a woman named uh, Stacy Keebler, and uh, she ended up leaving wrestling where she had dated some guys and wound up dating George Clooney. So it could be done. That is very true. That's true. You never know. You just never know. So, Well, something I do know, Aaron, is our next story is one man who had a great week. Perhaps the best week of anybody in the wrestling business was one, Brock Lesnar, who is, to borrow a phrase, getting paid to be in WWE for sure. He was already making good money. Now he's making absurd money. Did you see the story about what Brock Lesnar has been guaranteed? No, I haven't heard this. Well, you might want to pull to the side of the road because this is out. Uh, WWE, I don't, uh, this is coming from FoxSports.com. And, and according to Fox, I don't see anything in this story. I've read through it a couple times, or read through the first bit of it. I have not read through the rest, but I don't see. The, okay, it says right here, it's not a fixed term contract. So I don't think he has the the maximum dates anymore. So he's not limited to just four appearances a year. However, uh, it's, it's a pay-as-needed uh, type thing. Every, but every time WWE uses him, if he makes a TV appearance, he's making uh, $127,000 for every time he shows up on television. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's just to show up now. That's not to do anything. He That's to show up on TV and not wrestle.
1: Just to stand there and bounce around the ring with Paul Heyman?
0: Correct. That's... Uh, That's a quarter million dollars of walking down the the aisle and standing there. That's not a bad gig if you can get it. Uh, And When he deigns to wrestle, he will be making per match $637,000. Oh. Yes.
1: Holy shit.
0: Well north of half Uh. a, a million dollars to show up. All right. And then there's another uh, term in here where I think he's got another just like additional he'll get per pay-per-view fight. He gets that. He gets $127,000. Oh, additionally, WWE just owes him a flat rate of $637,000 to use his likeness on merchandise and the, and the like. Of which he gets the $637,000 annual. Additional six percent cut of all merchandise sales. On top of all of that. Right. So I'm just saying, if you're Brock Lesnar, you got to have a smile on your face, right?
1: Do you, do you know what this contract reminds me of a little bit? What's that? A lot. It reminds me of Hogan's contract in WCW.
0: A little bit, yeah.
1: I mean, Hogan had a fat absurd contract in WCW. And I know a lot of people made fun of WCW for it, but I didn't blame them because it seems like they got a lot of their money back, at least in the short term. Uh, And I can't pull uh, WWE for this. if They feel like he's a draw, and, I mean, you're kind of starving for draws right now. Yeah. Uh, I I don't think it's a problem paying him. I'm curious to see, though, I mean, what what are they going to do with him? now that the, the, the minimum or maximum number of dates is out of the contract how are they going to use
0: it I don't see them sending him out on the road I mean I, I don't see them sending him out on the road and working Sheboygan or anything like that because he's, he'll be no. a, a dearth of money but you might see him a few more times a year now maybe you know several Raws and all the major pay-per-views type thing if if that's what they want to well, do
1: yeah, he is working in Saudi Arabia with Roman Reigns.
0: Yeah, he's already half more than halfway to a million this year. That's not bad. A couple of days into his contract. Yeah. <laughs> he's making money. So,
1: Yeah, by the way, I, I believe that uh, the greatest Royal Rumble, I believe that is next weekend, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, by all accounts, that's going to be where uh, Reigns takes the title finally.
1: Yeah. And uh, Taker's going to be wrestling uh, Chris Jericho in a casket match. That ought to be interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, why not? It should be interesting. I agree. Uh, I'm sure they're making a pretty good little pack of money to go to Saudi Arabia, don't you? I'm talking about the WWE.
1: Oh, I'd imagine they packed the house. You'll notice, though, in Saudi Arabia there is no women's matches.
0: I Well, if I'm the women, I think I'd rather just stay over here on this side of the world i agree with you <laughs> just just let the guys go handle their business you know <laughs> man oh man well uh only other big story this week aaron and as we said this is an abbreviated thing we want you guys to have an episode this might take a little while to get through but this week was the superstar shakeup in wwe and man oh man where there are a lot of people moving in different directions about uh, man more than 20 people for sure uh, who have changed uh, locations, at least in terms of Raw to SmackDown and NXT to one of the big two. So, uh, what were your overall thoughts on the on the superstar shakeup, or did you get to catch any of this, or do you know who all went in which direction?
1: I caught what I could. Um, it was nice to see. Uh, it was it was a nice little shakeup. I'm not complaining. It was nice to see Jeff Hardy come back and win the United States Championship, and then immediately go to SmackDown. <laughs>
0: I guess they figured he was heading Um, that way.
1: Miz ended up going to SmackDown. um, Oscar as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's up. I've got the list. I've I've got the list here. I'll I'll say who went where. Uh, I'll tell you who. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll go with Raw first. People new to Raw. Uh, Jinder Mahal and the remaining Singh brother. Uh, the Riot Squad. Uh, are now on Raw. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, by process of elimination, are now on Raw. Uh, Zack Ryder, Breezango, Natalia, Mojo Rawley, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, boy, they sent Mojo and Baron, Mike Canellis The Ascension, who I didn't know still had a job, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, they did break up Gable and Benjamin, that was one thing I kind of found odd, but they've sent Chad Gable to Raw.
1: Well, that I think the ship has sailed on that
0: tag team. Well, that's true. But I uh I was happy to see Drew McIntyre show up on the main roster.
1: Uh, not, there was a lot of uh lot of NXT guys showed up uh for this uh shake up. I don't mind that at all.
0: No, me neither. Uh I think the underrated one was Natalia going from SmackDown to Raw and in the process doing a face turn, uh, she's now going to be teaming up with Ronda Rousey who just gets better and better every week and they're doing... I, I gotta, you know, I like to critique and criticize WWE, but uh, I really like the way that they're booking Ronda Rousey. I do too, actually. Um,
1: I, I think she's got a chance to and uh, to be one of the biggest draws in the company. There's speculation that it may be Her versus Charlotte in the main event Of Wrestlemania next year
0: I mean it's a possibility I wouldn't necessarily Bank on that But it could certainly be one of the featured Two or three matches And it might be the last match on I I mean I wouldn't complain At least it'd be something people would be interested in
1: Well I gotta tell you It beats the hell out of seeing Roman Reigns one more time
0: Uh, Amen I mean I'll take Ronda Rousey And Charlotte all night what i like to I mean about. if there's any
1: two if there's any two women that can main event uh in a pay per view of WrestleMania, it would be these two.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Rhonda for the name value
1: and uh Charlotte to help Rhonda pull off a match.
0: Oh for sure, for sure. Uh though will say this though, uh, going back, the thing they're doing with Rhonda that I like, with Rhonda Rousey, is they're booking her as like a monster babyface face who the fans want to cheer, and she's beating up the bad guys. I kind of think if they they should have done that with Lesnar a long, long time ago, but they'd never jumped on the, the train with that one, so uh, that, that boat has sailed. But anyway, to mix metaphors, but I really like that they're just giving the fans someone to cheer for, and everyone's on board, and everyone likes her, and they like her, and it's, it's nice to see creative, ownership, fans all on the same page for a change. Yeah. It doesn't happen very much anymore.
1: No. It's uh, few and far between these days, I guess.
0: Uh, True. But then, by the way, uh, for every good move, they have also sent Mojo Rawley and Baron Corbin over to Raw to suck all the air out of the building.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess it's okay to try to shake up Baron Corbin's career by moving him to Raw. Nobody's going to give a shit.
0: No, not, not not at all. At least of all me. But uh, moving over to SmackDown, the the big one to me was because they have to do that. They once they brought Daniel Bryan back as a worker, they have to bring the Miz in. They have to conclude their feud that started several years ago. Uh, the Miz is going from Raw to SmackDown, which was by a, the way, big Daniel
1: pop. Bryan's the most over guy in the company, and it's not even fucking close.
0: No, he is. He's way way up the chain. And then there's a big drop down to whoever number two is. Uh, uh,
1: maybe Rousey, be good. honest with you, maybe may be she may be number two.
0: You know, that's uh, her and then Braun Strowman. They're kind of like the big three right now. I agree. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but having The Miz... By the way, did you see on Raw when they announced that Miz was going to SmackDown, it got a huge pop. Because I think yes, the fans. Be-
1: I've, I've noticed the crowd reaction uh, from what I've seen on the clips and stuff. The crowd reaction seems to be getting a little better. Like They seem to be a little bit more lively, at least for the past couple of weeks.
0: I think they have hope that maybe they're not going to have to deal with Roman Reigns as the big baby face for, or the big person being shoved down their throat for another year. It's like the okay, we, you finally got Roman Reigns versus Lesnar at WrestleMania. Okay, give us a break now. Half decade is plenty.
1: You know, wait. I mean, just wait till they go to Saudi Arabia. Though he may take that title away from Lesnar in that
0: cage. Well, I wouldn't doubt it—not one bit. So, uh, but back on SmackDown and the shakeup. Of course, you mentioned already Jeff Hardy, also showing up on from going from Raw to SmackDown. Our Absolution, uh, big cast made a return and switched to SmackDown. Oscar, you mentioned earlier, Gallows and Anderson, the Bar, who's now getting jobbed out. Our Truth who I didn't know still wrestled, uh, and then a couple of NXT people, uh, sanity, which is Eric Young, formerly of TNA, Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane have moved up from NXT to SmackDown. And then also Andrade Almas and Selena Vega have moved up from NXT to SmackDown. Uh, and, the, but the big one for me, I'm glad to see a move because, uh, little crowded with monsters on raw with Samoa Joe being sent to be a monster heel on SmackDown.
1: Yeah, it was good to see him. It was good to see Big Cat back. Yes. And immediately still be a heel. I think he's gonna. I think he'll be fine. Um, I, I was. Very, I was very sad for him when he when he got hurt because he was on such good momentum. But I think he can. Uh, I think he can pick up where uh, where he left off and do very well.
0: Yeah, with him I think it, I hope it doesn't happen soon because they have got plenty of baby faces right now on SmackDown is somewhere down the line I could see Big Cass turning face and being mega over. Oh yeah. Down the road. But years. not right
1: now. I don't think he needs to do it right now.
0: No, no. Take 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 a couple years. I mean, don't get in any rush. But just eventually you when know. he turns, it'll I think it'll be good.
1: I and mean, I like the interaction he had with Daniel Bryan already. I think those two I think those two can have the Good matches.
0: Yeah, they're just lining people up for Daniel Bryan to take out, which is good. I hope that's what they're doing, is setting up all these monsters for Daniel Bryan to run through. And I think maybe the ultimate idea is to have him versus AJ Styles.
1: Which would be one hell of a match. I, well, mean, uh, I mean, just that speculation alone, I would enjoy seeing. Running through a lot of monsters to get to AJ Styles and take the title back.
0: I mean, to if me, Daniel that's... Bryan, a-
1: Daniel Bryan is the exception to the rule when it comes to big guys. I
0: mean. True. Very true. No. But how about Eric Young getting his chance at, on the main roster there at, at WWE?
1: Who would have ever thought that, huh?
0: No to kidding. go from all
1: the way from TNA back in the day, and now, now he is on the, uh, on the big stage. Oh, good for him.
0: Yeah, we saw him work in Alexandria, Louisiana, at a TNA house show, and it was Eric Young dressed in green tights with, Cowboy boots on as a clean cut heel from, uh, I think, from Canada <laughs> or some such thing. <laughs> to go from that to. It's amazing to see the trajectory of that guy's career, and I'm happy for him.
1: Yeah, I, I'd have never thought. I actually never thought he would have gotten this far in, in WWE. I thought he would have been pretty much at the NXT. Hey,
0: can't hold true talent down. Uh, but you can hold down, and that's a great segue to something I had to ask you, man. What became, I swear, the revival, what has become of those guys? I think they're about one step away from being down with the Ascension the whatever happened to them uh, room.
1: Well, and Gable and Benjamin, too. I, I, I guess that people have given up on them. People in the back or are, are whatever, They are their ship is sinking fast. And yeah, they they may not be long for this uh, WWE world.
0: Well, it's what I'll say, and it, it's it's interesting. Obviously, the the comparison is they look like the old Brainbusters, Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. But you know, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard were not big guys. But these guys are smaller than Arn, I think. Than
1: they are. Yeah. I think the writing was on the wall though. After uh, Raw twenty five, when they got beat up by DX.
0: Yeah, it looked like they were pretty I, well being fed yeah, down uh, the drain.
1: Yeah. Once, once that happened, I was like, yeah, I don't think the company believes in these guys. Well,
0: it's something I've hit on before on this show, uh, if anybody cares to go back and listen at some point. the uh, That was always their problem. Was they, they, they were great workers. They had a presence about them, but it was like, man, it's hard to tie that presence to that stature. They're not small guys. They're big Thick guys, but they're short guys, and, and yep. that means something. And
1: yeah, I mean, it, it, it's one thing. I mean, I go back to that with somebody like Kevin Owens. He, and Kevin's bigger than those guys.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: But I mean, there is something to be said if Kevin Owens was six four. Kevin Owens could get away with the frame he got away with. He has, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's kind of hard to do that at five foot ten.
0: Yeah, it becomes a challenge.
1: It, it really does. And I think that's the only thing holding Kevin Owens back from really being at the top spot in the company.
0: Yeah, he's... I, mean, I don't know what they're going to do. I,
1: I keep asking, I was like, Kevin, can you just pretend you go to the gym? <laughs> Act like you're walking by Jim, Talk to a guy named Jim, please?
0: Well... I'm just not sure what they're going to do with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn on Raw, because if you think about it, maybe they're just going over there. To be honest, I think I do know what they're going to do with them. I think a lot of the people going from Raw or from SmackDown to Raw and who are still at Raw, they're going to get. I think they're getting ready to be lined up to be fed to Braun Strowman, because he needs people to take down. But with him, it's it almost makes more sense to have him fighting handicap matches because he's so much bigger than everybody else. One on one doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: Right, I'm just glad that this tag team title debacle is behind him.
0: Yeah, that was just a really weird and poor decision in my, part, in my opinion.
1: Absolutely. It looks like, uh, at least for the, the meantime, it's going to be some pretty interesting matchups on both shows. I'm still curious to see what they do with Elias this year. I really hope he has a good year and they start pushing him.
0: I hope so too I, I'm I, I'm rather hoping they do something With, with Rusev as well Although I, I get it on Smackdown They have A lot of good Over to mega over baby faces right now Which is good Because they've been sorely lacking in over baby faces For a while But they still have Rusev working heel And it's just not working
1: They have Rusev working heel but nobody wants to boo him
0: yeah, that doesn't make any damn sense to keep him healed. so no. I don't know. I kind of thought they should have moved him maybe over to Raw, but maybe whatever. So that's my thing. I hope for the coming year, I hope Daniel Bryan, I hope they just push him to the moon and back because just leave him on SmackDown. I know Vince doesn't want him anywhere near Raw and winning and <laughs> all that good stuff, but leave him on SmackDown, which Vince's teams tends to not meddle in as much, Vince McMahon. And just have him be the unstoppable babyface because that's what people want right now. It's what people are willing to pay to see, and it's what gets people excited. You yeah,
1: know? I mean, if, if people are willing to buy a ticket to see Daniel Bryan, you know, I mean, you got you got one hell of a thing going. I mean, he's a he's a babyface that is could be very sympathetic because he is small, but he shows a lot of fire. Uh, you know, he's, a lot of people compare he, him firing up to, like, Ricky Morton, the way Ricky Morton used to fire up, and I, I can see that. And it's yeah. believable.
0: It is, it, and he, he works, it's the style he works is believable style for a guy that size to work in a match against bigger people.
1: Yeah, he's not overpowering people for the most part, you know. Um, but he he's short, but he still looks like an athlete. He's not like a lot of these guys on 205 Live that look like stick figures. Um so I think uh shit just just pick up where he left off before he had to retire.
0: Amen. I'm with it, brother. One last story that we must mention before we conclude for this week, and I, I Aaron, I didn't even mention this to you in the pre show, but I gotta ask. It's gonna be it's coming down the pipe starting Monday night. The raw broadcast team I think is gonna grow from three people to four or maybe trade out one person, but Booker T is coming back to the booth to call matches.
1: Okay, now, is he taking Graves' spot, or what's Graves? Because Graves' been working two shows.
0: I kind of get the impression that it's going to be Graves just going to SmackDown and then Booker T, Coach, and Michael Cole doing Raw. But they didn't actually announce it yet, so I don't know what's going on. It might wind up being the four of them on <laughs> Raw, And then having Graves still doing Raw and SmackDown.
1: It's going to be four, though. That's going to be one big clusterfuck right there.
0: That was my immediate reaction. I don't like three-man booths. I definitely don't want a four-man booth. Can you imagine the four-man booth when they also have wrestlers out there calling? It'll be like eight people all on headset.
1: Absolutely. The only three-man booth I ever got a kick out of was Shivani, Keenan, and Dusty Rhodes.
0: Yeah, and that, but it was that was a perfect blend of a guy who could really call the matches, which was Tony, mixed with two funny people.
1: Yeah, and Dusty, Dusty was good, but sometimes Dusty wasn't overly great, and Dusty would slip up here and again.
0: Right, and of course, Heenan was all-time legendarily perfect in most ways. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, That that's... Three's a crowd in a broadcast booth, but that's what they're doing now, and I don't know what's going to happen to Graves. He's going to stay on as a fourth man or go over as a permanently to SmackDown and stay there and get off of Raw. I mean, uh, give the guy credit. He's a heck of a worker. He's got a work ethic.
1: Yeah. Personally, I wouldn't mind if they just kicked Byron Saxon out of the booth and put something, somebody like either Nigel McGinnis or Flick, Flick Booker T in his spot. Who cares? <laughs> because I, I'm just not a fan of Saxton's commentary at all.
0: That's how good Byron Saxton is. You can literally just pick anybody. Get a guy out of the audience. Stick him in there and tell him to be quiet. It'll be good.
1: good Lord, it's terrible.
0: Mm-hmm, old Brian, poor old Byron but, Saxton. Yeah. <laughs> well, Aaron, I know you got a big night of uh, debauchery planned, so I don't want to keep you for too much longer It being late on a Friday night when we recorded this, but as always, it's been fun to have you fans, friends, and family along for this weekly ride through the world of professional wrestling. Did you guys know this was the 50th episode of Xennial Mark's podcast? But here's the thing. We don't believe in 50th episode anniversary. If we were raw, we'd have done one. But we didn't. But we will mention that it was 50. It's been a fun 50 episodes, and we look forward to 50 fun more and beyond. And we'll see you guys next week seven days from now for episode fifty one, at which time we'll do a more traditional show that will not be done with one of us driving down the road at seventy down Interstate forty nine. So we will see you guys soon. This is Will Tubbs around Corville signing off. Goodbye.